Hey, hey. Hello there, my friend. How goes it? It's pretty good, actually. I feel like this week has been decent. This week and last week, I felt surprisingly good about. I'm going with it. Yeah, I, I told I told Appa this morning, I was like, I feel like my personality is defrosting. <laughs> okay, yeah, I literally, I, I think I agree with that. Um, I was like, literally the sun came out and um, it was like, not only was I not freezing to death and my core temperature was being maintained, because that's all I could hope for the past couple weeks, but I was being warmed up, like the sun was toasting me and I was just like, wow imagine this feeling um you know something i've noticed with you is you're so big on these like metaphors like we were talking <laughs> earlier today and i don't even remember what i said and you were like i just think it's like the energy right now and like i knew you were gonna say that i just <laughs> knew so it gross yeah i mean i love it and i think it's super it's endearing really my, my, you know my most gay quality for sure is just assigning random energy to everything no but that's so fair because like well international women's day was happy international women's day Shruti. happy international women's day Swetha. um holiday in your mind or is that like not <laughs> i like in your in your personal life i personally treated it as a quote unquote holiday um and i'll say why um mm-hmm. my company hosted like a half day long like webinar um in on behalf of oh, international nice. women's day which like pe- people are allowed to have their opinions and critiques of diversity equity and inclusion initiatives at in corporate america and you could argue that it's like quite meaningless but like they had viola davis on and oh yeah. i saw that that's exciting. yeah and like that i actually i don't know that kind of like she's super inspiring you know she was homeless she was like living like paycheck to paycheck like no and i do think it's exciting to see like women speaking to women and being like listen you can do this and you have it and like it's just a totally different voice and and and, yeah there's a lot there's like this month and that month and this week and like happy pancake day but international women's day i really do feel like because of some kind of there's been some organizing around doing stuff on that day so i do feel like it matters more than others yeah i don't know i don't it's nice and the way that like my employer like basically handled it was they like the first half of the day was dedicated to that webinar and like i think the idea was like try and work just half a day and i barely worked on monday which i thought was nice because to me that's that's a holiday like, to be able to sit there on, like, a, a yeah. true weekday and just do nothing, you know? <laughs> and, like, other than revel yeah. in, like, who I am and what I represent. And, like, specifically this year, I don't know what it was about that day. I guess the fact that it's about women. I was, like, I'm just, like, in a super gay mood. And I've, like, been extremely <laughs> gay since. Relatable. And I know you can relate. I th- that You're right. That was the energy thing that we were discussing before. But, like, yeah, like, I tweeted something that was, like, Happy International Women's Day to all of on my TL. Thought it'd be a good time to remind everyone that I'm still in want of a wife. Like, <laughs> what, what am I talking about? I'm literally, like, procuring a husband in less than four months, and I'm still in want of a wife. <laughs> procuring a husband? Yeah, I mean, I get it, though, right? Because, like, we've discussed this before, but, like, sexuality doesn't change based on 
who your partner is. Like, that's still right. going to be there. Like, I could be dating a woman that's and I'll still be bi. Exactly. Yeah. That's my thing, too, is I always feel like, like I, I feel like I always, like, said felt to myself like for different reasons obviously it would be different and there would be different challenges and different wants and needs but I really feel like I could date or marry like a woman or a man or anybody I just think they would have to know every part of who I am like I wouldn't have to like hide myself or lie for their comfort you know like I just you know what I mean like no definitely they would have to be at least willing to, like, hear and accept who I am and what I'm about. No, I totally agree. Not in a hurtful way. No, mm-hmm. yeah, like, because I think um, I think humans in general are searching for, like, the ability to be authentic. I think adults recognize yeah. you can't be as fully authentic as you would like to be in every single setting. But the hope is that with your partner, you can be, right? So... Yeah, enough of you at enough times that you don't feel stifled or misunderstood. Right, and, like, even, like, I think I mentioned this on the pod before, but um, when I came out last year, a big part of why was because, well, two parts. I think the first part was I was having a lot of problems with just dating men, and, like, a lot of my negative experiences that stem from dating men, and, like, I, I was essentially being inefficient with the way I was dating, you know, like I was like cutting off an entire pool of people that I could pull from or try from. Um, But I think the, the other part that's far more emotional is like, I wasn't being myself and it was hurting me enough that I felt like I had to tell my parents. And I feel like that, that bleeds into also why I would want my future partner to fully know that about me, you know, that I'm bi and I like, anyone and any kind of person like like me and others that aren't like me you know yeah I mean I do think it's interesting now because you're kind of like oh I'm shutting myself off I could open myself up to these people and it's also like interesting now because I think a lot of guys honestly like (laughs) are like really ineffectual like I do I just feel like guys in general have just been like kind of dropping the ball for a while um and they're just like not stepping up to the plate in a way are you Um, saying that like generally or like specific to me i agree both ways but like i'm curious um, which way you're saying it no i mean Hmm. generally i mean generally i mean like i think there's like a trend of like people like even a generation or two before us like they would be getting married like even before our age Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or around our age and it just like it would usually be like a man would be in like a economic position to be able to do that. And maybe for like market reasons, for like the price of higher education, for the automation of jobs, like mostly like blue collar and like increasingly white collar, like male jobs are being automated away. And that leaves me wondering more and more. It's like women have like a say and power in the workforce, you know, um, so like it's not like you're marrying a man so you have like economic freedom or like a home you know like I don't know why do people marry men before because I feel like well like we've said this about our own mothers even or like other aunties and in our sphere it's like were they gay (laughs) like they just did they just marry a man for the past or I mean I'm not gonna lie to you I've met some of my mom's like friends and you know distant like acquaintances as well 
I don't think a lot of them yeah. are straight. I think yeah. a fair amount are. But what happens? I'm sorry, go ahead. When you don't need, what happens when you don't need men for that like social and economic pass anymore, and women are making more money and are more employed and more. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, um, I feel like that's going to be our lifelong question because that's part of one of our biggest generational changes. Not only are women playing a large role in the workforce, um, that's just going to continue to grow. And in addition, and we talked about this on a previous episode, like existence is painful and expensive. And like that theme <laughs> does not die. And I think that applies to having children. No, sarvam Truly, like we're, we're just stuck in suffering for lifetimes. Yeah, cycle of Correct. suffering. Yeah. And like, that's all like yeah, and like not to not to describe everything that we experience as like negative i don't think that that's exactly what that means but i think like the incentive mm -mm. to bring children into the world well, but you know not, but not even negative but it's like it's like if you fall in love with someone eventually either you die and leave them or they die and leave you that's the best case scenario uh what you just said now is like one of my like probably a thousand fears of like falling in love and like actually being with someone yeah but then the other side of it is just like you're all alone and you never experience love like that's depressing and suffering too like it just that's why everything's suffering because even when you love it's just it's all temporary and death is on the horizon like that's what makes everything so morbid and i mean i would actually argue I don't know, but... spicy so okay now i want to kind of <laughs> challenge that a little bit because so okay so from that description and the way you describe death there, it sounds like you think death is like a detractor from this experience and like... No, I, I think death is important and we should approach it with like a sense of peace and like, and that's easier said than done. Like that's easier said than if you like had a car crash when you were 15 and you're like in the hospital, you know? But I do think, like, if you, especially if you've lived a full life, like, if I'm, like, 80s, even 70-something, I even told you a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I could, I could do oh, Yeah, and I was like, I'll, I'll do 45 and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, literally, we texted that at the same time. And we were like, why are we on sync about ending our lives? <laughs> Hashtag like, twinning. years. <laughs> like, anyway, like ignore us <laughs> ignore um, us while we speak on our own <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh, whatever wait there was a tiktok that was like tiktok is so funny because it really got me because we're talking about like death and like the end of the world and also bi energy and literally tiktok was like it had like a video of a couple that looked a lot like me and Patrick. Nice. They weren't like brown and white, but they just like their vibe was a nice. lot like us. And the caption, like the caption on the video was just like, yo, why do depressed bi girls keep dating boyfriends with golden retriever energy? God. Yeah, that's you guys. Wow. But then the, but then the caption on the video was like, but they do cute though. <laughs> Which is so funny because it's like you say, I love the way TikTok is where it's like you put something up, but then you can comment on the thing that you put up yourself. <laughs> so it's almost like you're watching yourself and commenting on like how like ridiculous or stupid or hot you are in the moment. And I like that's super meta. It's like super a, meta. It's super meta. And it might be like too much of an extra layer on like individualism and narcissism, but it is like really funny. Okay, so um, the individualism and narcissism thing that you just said is, like, one of my many reasons why I'm, like, I should not make a TikTok. Because, first of all, 
when mm-hmm. when I'm yeah, you know what I, I mean. Like you. when I'm on Zoom calls, uh-huh. like my face and like looking at myself, yeah, like. I am narcissist and my picture is my like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. I only want to look at myself oh, and I'm like, great. I am obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I like, am I'll in love with me. <laughs> I literally like, like my crush is like, my crushes are like Salma Hayek, Yasmin Gauri. They're just like hotter versions of me. <laughs> like that's, that's who I like. Like that's like, my. I'm not even afraid to say that. Like that's like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you f- go around the world, you'll find that to be like a pretty common thing where people are just like, wow, look at her. And it's just like a hotter, it's like an upmarket version of the same person. you know this is actually how i can tell you and i are both in good moods because the jokes we're making (laughs) are not at our expense they're just like actually we're the most wonderful people to ever exist and you're welcome for being able to (laughs) the god complex has returned (laughs) welcome we're both bi and bipolar in this my god i can't i can't with you um i think we lost track of the the original point though which was like both your tiktok thing which i thought was interesting but also Mm -hmm. um the thing you said about um just like what role will men serve for women you know yeah yeah what role will men serve for women and like if we don't need them for like an economic or social past because before because even in like indian families now it's like you'll travel once you get married you'll do this once you get married it's like you can get married and then you are allowed to or able to do all these things and we've been able to subvert that mostly through education and employment Mm -hmm. being like no i have the money to do what i want i'm gonna leave and use my degree to employ myself so that i can do these things without external patriarchal permission um but now that we don't need that and women are so so hot (laughs) Um, and they make more than men it just it's what purpose do they serve and then also I don't and I don't mean this in like a men or trash way I think that's actually like I hate those like t-shirts or stickers or whatever I actually think they're really annoying like I don't think men are trash like I think a lot of women are trash too like I just think some people are really annoying sometimes and they have good days and bad days um but I do worry about like places like China that had a one child policy and now they have like a ton of men and no woman. And like the, the stock of men is falling, which usually just leads to war. Um, mm. That last part you landed on is, is very, very true historically. It's heavy. And that's the heavy one. And like, you don't want to admit it, but like when there's a lot of unmarried, unhappy, unemployed men, it just, it's it, 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 war. I mean, the thing though is like, I feel like, a few things I have to say to that. One, the idea of marriage being a social determinant kind of going away is interesting because it's not just women that are not finding the need for men anymore. It's it's that mm-hmm. people are not finding the need for each other. Um, you know? Yeah. Like I don't they, I don't see can, that tie are... anymore. Not nearly yeah, as obviously. They are they are a functional and adequate unit of one which is in my opinion how it should be like i think it should have always been that way i think now we're getting the opportunity to think that way but then in addition it costs so much to be with someone and then have kids you know i think we're coming around now where we again we like enter that period of individualism where we itemized ourselves and there's like self-care self-love 
like you know what I mean like just like even to the point where like plastic surgery is like through the roof like people are like obsessed with themselves to the point of like I don't even know like no return basically um and but at the same time we're also like realizing like especially with the pandemic and isolation like we want community we want like belonging we want like you know a place to call home and maybe that's not in like a monogamous marriage relationship maybe it's in like a knitting group or like a book club or something yeah i was just gonna say like the way in which we're seeking out comfort is like only expanding and like this is yet another reason for why we need like systemic overhaul like why has the system relied on male female partnerships with children through the nuclear family like what a stupid model you know what i mean um well i will say like how long did they think that was gonna last (laughs) i will say a family unit is a pretty stable and good way to raise children now if you don't want children um i think your options are like much expanded do you know what i mean um i really think you can do a lot and i'm not in the business at all of telling people what to do um but i do think i do think a family unit of like two parents is like a, a proven good way to raise children yeah, so I hear you on the I hear you on the nuclear family being like a very stable unit, right? But like I question a system that defines growth on just like one unit. Like and didn't accommodate for variants yeah. eventually occurring. Like that's just such a colonial mindset too to think that oh, like we can constrain people into this one model. I also think a nuclear family, it never was meant to work anyway. Like, right. It, 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 like, we were never nuclear. Like, I mean, in Chennai, like, I, Asian families have a much more intergenerational family mindset, too. So, like, nuclear literally means, like, what you think of when you think nuclear is, like, two parents, two kids, or three kids. Like, like totally, like, not a, not a unit of one person, but an itemized family unit. Um, itemized where instead you would have yeah and not have like grandparents and children and everyone in the same place and that's kind of also what I liked about religion and what I liked about places like Spain is like you would go to a bar in Spain and there would be like a grandma and there would be a baby at the bar and she would be like pinching someone's cheek like the uncle would be drunk in the corner like everyone would just be comfortable kind of mingling with each other in like a not a like there were family units but they were overlapping and there was almost like I have my father but I have five father figures Mm -hmm. um that I feel safe around or five mother figures you know so there's like a system in which you exist and it takes a village to raise a child and I really do believe in that model um but I do you know like still again, like, I don't, not, like don't what... i can like marry a village you know like i would like to be married to one person and raise a child with the village. right and like also that um, that model that you just described is like is more like a collectivist culture like cultures that like correct. we come from like I, I don't think that's something that was ever encouraged by colonialism ever like you know yeah but i think i think also though like Um, there's collectivism and America is a really individualist country but I think still like there are churches and volunteer groups and knitting clubs like people like community and they like coming together and helping each other and I think 
America, you can sense that the country does want, it doesn't want to be communist at all, but it does want a more collectivist socialist, maybe a little bit. And it wants, and there's like, maybe like, it's like, I think things like Medicare for all fail because the progressives don't know how to brand anything. And they're like, oh, it's Medicare for all, but it's not Medicare for all. It's not actually Medicare. It's universal healthcare. And I'm like, you're just confusing everything. Yeah, that alone was confusing. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm like, but there's a large support. For people being like, I, I don't care if I'm not sick. I'll pay into something if everyone can be healthy. And people want to kind of come together, whether from a government standpoint or a corporate standpoint, and they don't want to be itemized anymore. I do think I'm seeing like the beginnings of energy for energy. that. Um, I, I do. And I it's in the zeitgeist, you know. But I do think it, like our companies make it difficult. And like what I'm talking about with that is like, even like the generational thing, I think is a really, really big point because that intergenerational contact that you get in like a Colville, like a temple or like a bar in Spain or something like that's increasingly going away. And like we're all in, engaged in remote work. So you don't see people of different decades in the workplace as much. And the older the boomers are on Facebook, like the millennials and Gen Xers are on Instagram. And now the Gen Zers are fleeing to TikTok. And it's just like when we all went on Instagram and we were like, oh, Facebook is so lame or like you just put up pictures of like your family and so judgy. Now, like people on TikTok, those Gen Zers are like, God, people on Instagram are so serious. Like they take themselves so seriously. They're branding themselves. Like, God, we're just people. We're not businesses. We're just people. And like it's like the culture is different on each platform in a generational kind of way. Um, and I'm like, wow, we're out like we're not all hanging out together. Like the Gen Z kids who are on TikTok all day don't need to be like, how do I act in a way that both my grandma and my boss and my best friend understand me? Like they're just kind of doing one. See, this is um, this is why I feel like, I mean, we both are, but like I definitely see such strong elements of like being a Gen Z cusp in my personality because I think with you and I, like, yeah. I would always say that you are the person who sought out and also appreciate community far more than I do. My appreciation of community comes from largely from a sense of obligation and like personal identity. But in terms of like drawing comfort, I don't know that I do that from like these broader communities that we're a part of. Um, which is why I hear like um, I hear you on the Gen Z like they're they're acting like they're barely even responsible for themselves, <laughs> and I honestly really respect yeah. it in a way. Um, and yeah, but at the same time, they can't go to bat for each other. Like if someone's mean to like if someone's putting like mean comments on someone's video on TikTok or something, people will be like the comment section did not pass the vibe check like dude what are you doing here and they'll just like the there's like ways they've developed like ways no but it's true like and it's like that kind of stuff where they're like they've developed ways to be like uh, don't do that like that's not cool like you don't bully here do you know what i mean like they've kind of grown up in like the cyberspace um and they have a better handle on how to navigate it and again, not take themselves so seriously. Like, they don't get eaten up by it as much, I think. Um, or maybe they do in a different way. I feel like, like they do, do in a different way. I think they're more, way. like, obsessed with I think with they themselves. do in a different way. I, it has to. I, they definitely watch 
videos of themselves more than any other generation. Yeah, and also, I think it has to take a toll oh, on you. Like, staring to their well, own yes, eyes. Yes, definitely. But I think, again, <laughs> that level of narcissism, which, like, again, I applaud and even admire, like, so I'm not trying to diss at all, but I think that level of, like, self-involvement and and also the level of, like, apathy for the fact that the world might just die has to affect you. Like, it has to affect them. I you do, know? yeah. I think it might come from the other way. It's almost like you turn inward because you have such, like, a lack of control and, like, anxiety about the future that you're, like, just, like, this is the only thing I have control over. Um, I was listening to a podcast and the documentarian Adam Curtis went on and he was kind of talking about how, like, um, it was really fascinating how he's kind of, like, we're almost at, like, the bookend of individualism now where, like, people have become so narcissistic and also self-conscious. Mm. Interesting. So, like, if you're alone, like, if you're alone and self-conscious, it's almost like you know that you're alone, but you can sense that other people are watching you be alone. Mm. And you're watching yourself be alone. So there's, like, a self-consciousness of what you're doing. So even when you're putting yourself out on social media, it's almost like you're acting and putting on a performance for how you appear to yourself not to anyone else what a terrifying thought that will now put me into my next existential crisis great (laughs) gr8 for great it's okay it's just i'm sorry you can blame you can blame makes you makes the girl think you know yeah um, but I like thinking about stuff like that because it also does sometimes pull me out of a narcissism spiral where I'm like, why? what am I even doing? I will right say now? my narcissism spirals don't last very long. They last solely in a joking mm-hmm. manner. For the most part, I'm extreme levels of yeah. self-deprecating and like, I think I need to work on kind of the opposite actually, which is like finding some kind of like neutral yeah. area that's neither like I am the yeah. best person to ever exist, but also not like why are right. you the worst you know like it's like yeah right the pendulum between mm-hmm. self-hate and god complex. right like why why are those <laughs> the two ends of the spectrum when did it become that way you I know hear you, well though. so on this point yeah. and i bring this up in many of our conversations and like every three podcast episodes but like this is why i love personality tests i feel like they keep me in check not that I define myself on them, but, like, I take so many constantly because they help me understand who I am, what I'm doing, and why. Um, however, they that doesn't justify any of the actions that I take, you know what I mean? But, like, sometimes I struggle to, like, clearly sit down and be like, well, what am I doing and why? And it's just my way of, like, staying intact with identity without going into narcissism territory or self-deprecation territory yeah i mean i'm definitely still swinging wildly between the two but yeah every now and then i find a good balance patrick actually thought it was really funny because he i think i do kind of do this thing where i flirt with a lot of people and i like pick (laughs) you're such a flirt (laughs) no it's a compliment i can't whatever um anyway i am it is a compliment compliment. i can't flirt for Um, shit so um but but there is there are there's like a string of guys in my life and i'm not trying to brag at all but but i really think i like i know i really think and it's like cause like problems and it's like hurt Hmm. people and like 
and I, I feel like I picked them up when I was in my like God complex phase. And then they never saw me when I was like depressed or mm. like down. Like and they had like they're like there's like a there's like a list of people who have like a vision of me. And I don't even know who they see when they see me. It's like it's almost like I'm like, I don't I don't even understand it. And I'm just like, and but I know that it's not the whole me. You know what I mean? Because I know I feel like my personality is really like bifurcated and really like double-sided. And I'm like, some people only get one side, and then they have this picture of me that's so not real that I don't even like recognize it. And then the way that they interact with me makes me feel like it's like jarring. Well, so why to me. why is that um, person that you were not and real I don't though? Know. Because like you really were there at the time and you really did behave the, the, the way that you did then. And I'm not at all casting value judgments. I know. And that's why well, it's so jarring because I'm like, it feels not real, but it clearly like I wasn't lying or fake. Well, I mean, anything, I don't, you know, that's why I, I feel like the whole being your whole self concept, I think is really just like an acceptance of like the fact that you're going to be code switching through life in between like, like chaotically code switching and ethically code switching i think it's totally fine to have multiple faces i think you need to i mean it's true (laughs) right like do you bring the same person that you do to like thamal brahmin like festivals and like situations that you bring to work no do you bring the same thing to like our friend group that you bring to like your dance group friend group do you know what i mean like it's like it has to be different i think yeah you have to be different but you never want to feel like you're not like if you do feel a certain way you don't want to feel like oh I should keep that away because it doesn't match up with the part of me that I've decided this person is gonna well, look I at. mean y- yes you I, know I what think I mean? I'm hearing what I think up. the issue is here and correct me if I'm wrong but like you need a strong anchor that you come back to like and that's like self-defining yeah who who that way I'm like that person has kind of at least they're like a witness to every part of myself so that I feel anchored and that somebody has seen like a multitude of me, even if different people. So you want another person. I feel like that for you. That's why I like family. Mm. That's why I like like family or like a partner or a close friend, because they feel like I feel like, oh, I'm all these different people, but at least a couple people in my life see all those pieces even if they don't understand every single piece, they see me embody all of them and I feel like seen. No, no, <laughs> no. I hear you. Um, I have more thoughts on this, but I want to go back to the what you wanted to say before. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you want to know about someone else who has a lot of trouble code switching? Uh, the Duchess, Meghan Markle. You're not wrong there. And I think for that, <laughs> it's like it goes a step beyond code switching, right? And like she felt unsafe. Good she or was bad, like, good and bad. How, how long is can you code switch before you like lose who you are fully? Which is essentially what they were asking I her mean, to do. I mean, it just felt... It all felt really full circle to me. I kind of looked this up because obviously Meghan Markle, I know her from like Suits fame. Yes. Um that's how my usual thing and I looked up when the initial air date was which is 2011 um and she's 38 mm-hmm. now she looks fabulous like legit gorgeous um but in 2011 when Suits aired and she came in as Rachel Zane I was 15 and she was 28 um and I was like wait 
uh, I'm looking at like, <laughs> love? Like, uh, question mark? I'll, I'll send you, I'll, like, look it up on, like, images and send it to you. But there's this, like, one photo shoot she did with, like, GQ or something. And there was this, like, one velvet, crushed velvet black nice. dress she wore that, like, crossed in a bow in the front. And her hair was Good in, like, shit. a wispy little bun. And she did have princess energy, like, even back in 2011. And I was like, who is this, like, classy person? And I was like... It, it said it quick so so when she came back on the scene in this way I was really like wow but I don't know it's interesting I mean people some people are like oh she's an actress she's really putting it up but I'm like whatever like I do think she was attacked and it sounds honestly like it's probably the colonial mindset but it sounds like being in an Indian household like they were like you can't do this you can't say that you can't be like this like everything you do is wrong we're gonna find a way to critique everything like and we're gonna worry about how dark your baby's gonna be yeah i actually wanted to read this interesting tweet to you this one's (laughs) not a joke for once it's actually like a pretty good take um it's by this user esther g benz she wrote colorism is what allowed megan to marry into the royal family and anti-black racism is what forced her out of it that's the nuance you're looking for which I thought was so interesting. But I also yeah. agree with you that, like, it was very Indian household-esque. Like, she joined. I mean, I agree with that for sure. Like, she's white passing. Like, if she was, like, a straight-up, like, dark-skinned black woman, like, they probably would have put up a big fight when Harry tried to marry her in the beginning. But she's white passing. And now that she's in there, there's, like, all this, like, subtle racism. And it, I did think it was kind of, like, put up an actressy when Oprah was like, oh, what did they say? It was like, who the fuck is surprised? No one's surprised. Who said it? Charles, probably. Like, you know they're racist. They're like I still think Charles is like teeth. a dead man they're that they, like, like, keep toting around. They're the royal family. They're like the the fossils of the colonial empire. Like, you're surprised that they're racist? Like, obviously, it was all acted out. Like, that's well, my thing. I'm like, mm, so So, the, the thing with it being acted out, right, is like, yes and no. In that, like, yes, like, this was a large performance, but no, in that, like, clearly she faced pains and, like, wanted to die because of it. And I, like, absolutely empathize with her. And I really respect Harry for, like, protecting her and seeing the parallels between her and his mother and all of that. I love that. What what I really find an issue with, and that's yeah. what I think this tweet <laughs> is getting at, is, like, neither Meghan nor Harry have talked about the systemic problems with the monarchy. They're only talking about these aspects that affected them. Yeah. Essentially, they're saying, if you were nicer, we would have stayed. Exactly. You but, know? No, but they're saying, no, but that's my thing about an Indian household is like Meghan Markle is like complaining about the queen the way I complain about Yikes. my mom. Like she's not like she's the head of a colonial empire and should stop stealing money and using it no they were just like we want an allowance for our son who should be a prince but also do you see how they were mean to me and they were like asking about like the skin color and i'm like bitch i've been through everything you've been through and i'm not a princess yeah i mean it's it, like yeah, like right uh, like actually like i've like i mean i'm like i'm not trying to be like mean and i'm sure it's like really difficult but like also like I'm not taking a side. Like, I'm definitely on Meghan Markle's side because I'm always against the crown. And I saw one tweet that was like, ooh, look at the Americans, like, taking down the British monarchy by spilling tea. Oh, my tea. God. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, of course. No, but I mean, it is. And I could see my, I kind of had it on. And Apple was like not watching, but watching, you know what I mean? Because it was on. And I could see him like have like an internal struggle because he hates the British, but he likes the patriarchy. Wow. And he was like, what do I do here? He was like, hmm, this girl is kind of like blowing up family and duty and honor in a in a way that like breaks generational trauma and like owns her own individual right and freedom. Like she just like leaves the crown and goes in, moves into Tyler Perry's house or whatever. Um, But then at the same time, he's like, fuck the crown. And I was like, that's it. Is you know what? That is my homework from this. I'm going to ask American. my parents about this tomorrow because like. They have stayed mum on this topic. I don't know if it's because they have an opinion and mm-hmm. are not going to share it with me because I will have an argument with them about it, which they've done before, or alternatively, if they don't have an opinion at all. And I'm not sure which way it goes. Yeah. I mean, to to be honest, I know less about the royals than I do oh, about big the same. Kardashians. Big same. Um. So, like, and and the Kardashians, too, arguably, I shouldn't give a fuck about, and they shouldn't exist and whatnot. Yeah, but the but Kardashians aren't, like, related to, like, the a family that, like, ruled our country. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they agree that they have yeah. us in, they like, just, a like, trance, you know, but, and, like, not the same, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. At least, you know, they they did it themselves. They At least they, like, you know built the spell on their own <laughs> like this spell is like written into common it's very law. strange to even see that spell that's written into common law in pop culture like for really no reason at all mm-hmm. i t- not just tabloids, tabloids like films like so i've been watching movies like it's my job uh-huh. like, like my day job it's a problem but i watched all four daniel craig james bond films and like what else is james bond except Amazing. a weapon of the crown who exists to serve the queen. And, like, that's yeah. even said in the film. And, like, I feel like it really struck with me. Like, that that line, like, really stuck out, you know? Well, the British are so interesting, too. Because I do think for them, it's, like, when you disrespect, like, the crown. And it's, like, it's like an American, right? It's, like, Meghan Markle coming in and disrespecting the crown. And for, like, old-time Brits, like, boomer Brits, like, Piers, Piers Morgan, Morgan and, like, that crowd... It is kind of like, it's like, oh, she's coming in and she's disrespecting. It's like my queen and country. It's like, it's like a nationalist thing. It's like, they don't even care about the royals per se, maybe. Um, Or it's like, or it's like some people aren't nationalistic, but they love the weddings and they love like the paraphernalia and the media conglomeration or whatever. And then some people don't know anything about any of that. But if someone speaks badly of the crown, they feel like a nationalistic impulse to protect and get defensive. Um, It's kind of like Trump. It was like aesthetically or like purposefully. It was like people were just like, no, like if you. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that they viewed him was like a ruler. And I'm like, but they're (laughs) ugly and like aesthetically like poor, you know, Um, but economically like. Scavengers. I do see parallels between the um, way that people who were Trump supporters viewed Trump um, and in a way that the almost dogmatic, like, I guess, loyalty to, like, the queen and the monarch in England, you know? Yeah. And it's almost it's, not Right, the queen, exactly. It's You're like right. It's like the, the symbol, the like, the, 
what it represents, not a specific person. I think, like, I'm, like, so yeah. sure that, like, the queen, like, had Princess Diana killed. Like, that woman is just, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Like, Princess Di? all oh, Indian sure. aunties are in agreement. Like, like nope. This girl. <laughs> <laughs> the one where she was like, <laughs> they were jealous both of a relationship with her sons. And her popularity with the general public also, <laughs> also <her> looks. looks. <laughs> oh man, I was like, uh, she, I don't feel like lie. her revenge dress look still iconic. <laughs> like she really did that, and it's like still iconic. See, and that that's why one. that's why I think like to your point before about like how like you are on Megan's side, but you're just critiquing the situation is exactly how I feel about this as well. Because like Harry's very real anger. Yeah, because I. Yeah, but been also, it's just Megan's like it's just like I didn't get an Oprah special. What, like Harry was like what ten when his mother died, you know? Yeah, poor. Yeah, Harry. I I really I, felt I for felt him, for him too. To I mean, I and I think that's the point. Um, I think you're supposed to feel for them, but also question why. Yeah, I do think also though it was fake where she was like, "Oh, I won't say any names," and he was like, "Bitch." everyone all of them and it was like again again it was so indian family it was so like she can't say anything but like if you have like a good enough husband who will stand up to his mom or something like then or his family then you can say something i was just like what is this i was like clearly they've talked about it and decided this is how they were gonna say it it's not like she's protecting them like this is a clear betrayal i did wonder about that and again i dwell way too much in conspiracy theory territory but like so many people were like she's probably afraid for her life if she says it and maybe he has more immunity you know you know but but my thought is like by that same property these are the same people who also believe princess diana was killed and she was like a white woman you know like so like and she was (laughs) she died so again this is all like absolute conjecture but and for people exactly it's like she's white passing but ultimately like they are all like fetishizing her and being like oh she's black or she's this and they're just like looking at her weird because they're like super racist and part of like a colonial empire and it's so like anyone can tell it's like you don't need proof to prove it it's like you can just look at them and be like oh you know what was said in that house like there's no way unless you don't want to believe it you know um but, I mean, I heard another take that someone said, which I don't know how I feel about, but they were like, but she knew she was going to be a duchess. Like, like you are allowed to have mental health issues as a duchess, but, like, you know, you have someone come to your castle and help you. Like, you're not allowed to check yourself into a mental institution. And then she was just like, if you're going to make a spectacle of your mental illness, you don't become a duchess. You just become, like, a podcaster or something. And I'm like, mm, I guess, but, like... I don't. Was she even making I a mean, spectacle of it though? She was just like mentally ill, right? And I just think like there's so many things with that that I have an issue with. Like first of all, like yeah, she knew she she should have in some ways known what she was getting into as becoming a duchess. I completely agree with that, which is why like when critiquing the situation, we have to think about the privilege her and Harry have to be able to leave, and also the privilege that she had to even join the family in the first place, like going back to that colorism thing I said before. So, like, you know, but, like, in addition to that, like, I don't know, I just feel like that's, like, a very, like, reduced 
understanding of the situation. Like she clearly wasn't being too public about it. I don't, and I don't even fully understand how she was seeking help. Only that she was seeking help, and like I think, I think that's like honestly a very yeah. like hurtful thing to say. To be like, oh, she could have had someone come to her like palace. And it's, it's like so like. Do you know what it's like to want to die? Like, because it sounds like you don't. It's just. I just think it's so weird because the crown, it's like they just like they definitely did oppress her. But it's almost like the British people are so weird because that's why they like Princess Di and like Meghan Markle so much. It's because they are obsessed with the crown, but they almost want to like rage against the crown at the same time. So they root for like these like underdog underdog. But like, did the British that, people like, love Megan? And then the I don't know if the British people love Megan. What about the, the yeah, people? The-, the tabloids hate her. I don't know how the people feel about it. The American people. I mean, yeah, I think that would be an interesting analysis (laughs) to see, like, how does the British population actually feel about these, like, yeah. About Megan. Well, that's my other thing. I think it'll break up generationally, to be totally honest. And I think, I think, like, the boomers, like Piers Morgan, probably have a. I watched the video of him walking off set. I shit you not, Swetha, 15 times because it was so funny. Yes. That one of you like, no, nope, I'm done. I'm walking off now. I, I don't have to I do really this. Hate, I hate that man. The I only time I didn't hate him, I'm oh, sorry. He, he really. No, I just like didn't hate no, him no, for no, like maybe ahead. a season on Britain's Got Talent. And then after that, I was like, oh, this racist like prick. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you put him around like children, you know, <laughs> people seem tolerable or palatable. And then you take the child away and they're just like total heathens and evil to the core he's really horrible he has no oh god like at least donald trump's funny like my god well this i just think really got nothing going for i didn't him. realize how creepy he was being about it um in that like he like going back mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. original conversation about dating right he and like, her, like that was that times. was the the product of a rejection once a, a purported rejection to be clear he the he told he told this story on a, a talk show himself and you um no it? you go ahead because i don't remember exactly said. i mean it was something like he just basically like went to dinner with her and had like drinks or whatever and then like right. he ghosted him and apparently, like, and he was like, oh, and it's purported that, like, she left that dinner with me. I thought we had a great time. Like, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if it was a date. He was just, like, picking up wrong signals. I don't know. But, and he was like, apparently she left there and went to a party where she met Prince Harry. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, you never even stood a chance with her. Like, she's probably just Yeah, I'm polite. pretty sure he's like, changed that story each time he tells it. Like, from what I've seen. But that's what I mean, so though. Like, that's just toxic masculinity in and of itself. And, like, it's just... It's yeah, an endemic in, like, dating culture, too. And, like, how men feel like they can be to anyone that isn't them. And I'm saying this about, like, men as a collective, not every individual man. Some men are good, you know. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah they, they no, know, know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I know. Offended, I, ju- I, just think, you, okay? I just think it's so interesting, though, because, like, <laughs> I do analyze, like, for example, my workplace dynamics and, like, some of the best relationships i have at work are with men so i'm like maybe i can't have such a you know men suck kind of stance anymore because clearly it's not entirely true 
I really can't. No, I'm friends with a lot of guys and a lot of girls. I just, I just can't. And a lot of girls really annoy me, and a lot of guys really. Annoy me. I just like the people that I like and don't like are spread are spread so evenly for me that I just. Thought well, I'm surprised to hear that you don't like people because I think that's something you don't like to do. You don't like to not like people, <laughs> so that's interesting to me. Um. I don't like like parts of people. Mm-hmm. I don't like parts of myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, depends. Like sometimes you catch someone on a bad day. I I don't yeah. like to not like people, so I always try to give them a benefit of the doubt or be like, oh, they probably had a hard day. They're probably in a bad mood. Like it just like I was being weird and I threw them off. Like maybe something I said. You know, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't like not liking them. But there are definitely days where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of dumbass energy I'm trying ruining to think, my like, day? What like, do I do? I feel like, like I, I feel like I don't mind not liking people. I think what's hard for me is giving up on people and, like, giving up on the good in people. That's hard that. for me. And I'm sure you've seen that with me historically. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I definitely don't. I don't think more. I tie. I do not at all. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> there's been people that I, like, yeah. do not like. I would even argue hate, but I think they do a lot of good in general and or for other people. And I'm like, okay, so in that sense, mm-hmm. I respect you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's, if there's a person that's like lightly annoying or neutral to me, but good to other people, I'll just try to stay out of their way. Like, no. I, I, you know... But if they're, like, bad to other people and neutral to me, I might do something, depending on who they're bad to. I mean, that's an interesting thing that you say, too, because I think it's – I think it's cool to kind of analyze, like, what makes you feel compelled to help other people. And I think I've told you this, that, like, Mm -hmm. with regards to me, I'll push back, but only when it hits an extreme. Um, But if someone else is harmed, like, suddenly I will, like, ferociously protect them. And myself from it. And maybe that's the older sibling instinct in me. And I know you have a similar thing like that. I was talking about this where I was like, I don't even know if Zodiacs line up or match up really well. But I really feel like older sibling, younger sibling, middle sibling dynamics and energies and abilities. I mean, match up a lot more. Um, I can usually guess middle is different based on like if you're middle of six. And they're really spread apart or really close together. Middle is like kind of a wild card. But oldest, um, especially oldest sister of brothers mm-hmm. also is a very specific kind of energy. But oldest and youngest, I think, have pretty mappable qualities. Yeah, I feel that like, I've seen across I feel like with my brother and I definitely see that like the complementary energy that we bring look at me saying energy now you've inspired me um but like (laughs) and i don't know how much stock you or our listeners put into zodiacs i feel like i both do and don't but like i am a fire sign and he's a water sign same um and like in terms of like our personalities yeah I, i think i'm like the much more like outgoing dynamic fiery like like loud spoken kind of person and then he's He's much more thoughtful mm-hmm. and reserved. Um, but where we align is that, like, ability to be brutally honest and also, like, fight for things that are right. It's just, like, the approach and the situations that we do that in. And I just tend to go for much more situations than he does. But 
there is like a very balancing energy yeah. balancing act to it that i definitely see um do you yeah. see that with you and your brother um definitely nice yeah he's a water sign i'm an earth sign um i do see water in him um aquarius um he's the same sign as my mom and i think you've mentioned that are yeah on the same yeah. page um and i'm not um i think i'm not on the same page honestly i think i'm on a different page than my family in general um i get along with all of them in different ways and we we love each other a lot but i think i do i do see myself hmm. kind of as like the one that sticks out um i don't know if that if anyone would validate that. i think if my mom heard me say that Amma would just be like what are you even um, talking about i this kind of see what you're saying um, in the sense of like from what you've told me um You've mentioned that you will sometimes, like, push back on things, right? And it sounds like your brother, yeah. in addition to, like, not having the urge to push back on things as often, doesn't, um, he doesn't have to either. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, the son privilege in a way in our families. And I, like, I used to think about yeah. that with, with my brother no, and I, so like, true. why does he push back less? And I do think part of it is, like, nature. He just doesn't. He just isn't that way. He isn't built that way, you know? Yeah. Right, less stubborn, less, less argumentative. Stubborn, less um, argumentative, yeah. Less, I don't know, burdened by needing to do the right thing in, in, in random situations, you know? Yeah, but I mean, st- yeah. Right, yeah. But then in the same vein. Or whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> like exactly. Like some kind but, of, like, big But then in the same vein, it's like, but there is a distinct component here of, of sun privilege and, like, Well, it was like, it was like, um, I read something where it was like, oh, wait, well, Asian households are always like hoping for a son because it's way easier to pass on like a patriarchal mindset Yikes. than it is to raise a yeah. victim to Good it. One. <laughs> um, and, and it is really easy when it's like, oh, you have a son and it's like, oh, it's like, I don't have to push back on everything because it's like, what are they really saying? Like, they're just gonna, like for you, it's like you have to push back because what they're saying is like, you have no worth, like you like they need to do this for you otherwise like you won't be able allowed to do this or allowed to do that whereas for them they're just like oh you're so wonderful like help let us help you find someone that will support you in your goals and like and help you out and then she can move in with us and so they're just trying to find you an accessory and they're trying oh, that's to definitely find true you like. even in the language they so use then, and then yeah. they're, and then they're like yeah and then they're like why are you putting up a fight and he's not and i'm like because you're trying to find him an accessory and he's just saying i'm good for now and you're trying to reorder my whole life yeah i mean that actually is such an interesting thing because it reminds me of something we talked about a few months ago um do you remember our conversation about rebellion and whether or not it's a tool or like yeah a tool that you use or like intrinsic Mm -hmm, to who you are and like after some a little bit of debate between you and i we landed on the fact that for me, it's part of who yeah. I am. Um, I say that because, mm-hmm. yes, in part, why I've been the stubborn one is because I'm the one that more things have been forced on. But also, in part, the reason why I am more rebellious is because that is also who I am. I will I will say that I think my family dynamic is challenging because it is affected by all of these patriarchal societal notions that come with being Tamil Brahmin South Indian, you know, 
Um, but it also comes with the fact that yeah. simply when I map my experience and my brother's experience and like identify <laughs> negative inflection points, like I was the cause of some of them, to be fair. Like I've definitely been the person who yeah. sometimes creates issues for no reason or creates issues just to see what will happen. And it's a product of being chaotic, you know? But that, even the fact that you can, like, look back and recognize that and admit it and potentially work on it makes you literally eons, like, better no, than someone true. who's just like, what? No, that's definitely true. Like, I, like, you know, it's just like, that's the person I can't stand. And that, I can always be like, oh, you had a bad day or you were, like, they touched a nerve and you went too far, you know? Um but if you can reflect and be like, no, I did go too far. I'm sorry. I'll try not to do it again. And like, this is how I'll try. I will forgive you every time. Yeah. No, like, that's... I, as long as you're again, trying. That, so I guess you're right. We both do that you know? in slightly different ways, but we're both like looking for that like potential, right? And a person to be better, even despite like a mishap, mm-hmm. which to be honest, I don't know that I view my rebellious and chaotic nature as like a problem or a mishap. I've seen that it becomes a problem in my household because I'm pushed to a situation where I where I want to like be responsive, you know, and reactive and I don't know. These are the kinds of things that like make me think for a while and I think they're productive things to think about, you know. Yeah. I don't know. When I saw the Meghan Markle interview, I was like it was so many different layers. I was like, whoa, the royal family. So cool. So aesthetic. Let me look up her outfits. There was one like green cape outfit. I was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> like my first, like one of my first bi crushes. Throwback to 15 year old me. Um, but then I was also just listening to it. I was like, okay, like there's colonialism. I want to overthrow the crown. I don't really give a fuck about all these rich people. But then I was like, damn, she's really just like. She was trapped in a household that doesn't want to give her rights and doesn't want to give her mental health care doesn't want to like recognize her autonomy um but at the same time that oprah interview got them like totally and they're gonna milk this for a very long time because they need jobs you know but like they're gonna milk this for a long time whatever as long as she yeah i mean it it was eye-opening right like i am so anti-arranged marriage and then i saw what she went through and, like, it just scared me more from, like, entering a... Even though she entered willingly, you know? So. Yeah. No, but exactly. It's, like, it's like I have cousins or, like, friends who, like, entered an arranged marriage willingly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in quotes, like, you're not, like, forced into it in terms of, like, the old way where, like, you literally, like, were dragged to the altar. But, you know, societal pressure and, like they scream at you or they like threaten to kick you out of the home or like so many different things they gaslight you and then when you enter it's like the boy's family expects you to like I don't know be flexible and like never go see your family like always stay with his like cook for him like support him like make sure he doesn't do any work so he can focus on his career for all these men who (laughs) don't have careers and we literally have better careers than them um then I'm like, what the fuck is the point? You know what I mean? Um, and I think without a family unit, hmm. I'm landing on no point right now. Um, with a family unit, and I do really want kids, I think it shifts a little for me. Um, but I don't know. More remains to be seen. 
Um, but I don't know. I she she's just gonna release like a skin tutorial. I'm or so sure that she'll find that's, that's a new career and, that and isn't I would being the pretty duchess. She, and I think she'll be far more. And the thing is, who cares if they strip them of their titles? Because the world's still going to think of them as Prince Harry and Duchess and Meghan. And as you said, people root for the underdog. People root for the pariah. So and that's what matter. they have made themselves. Yeah. They like, they like people adjacent. to be like crown adjacent and like have like mini, have like mini fights against the crown because that's how they feel they are. Like the British people and the American people especially feel like they're under the thumb. And they want to, like, especially boomers, too. They want to, like, rage against, like, this, like, little, like, oppression, repression complex that they, people have. They want to, like, rage against it, but, like, participate in it and, like, comment on it. And I agree. It's weird, but it is fun, fun to be to honest. To see what's going to come next. Um, yes. See you around. Uh-